0: Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network.
1: Yo, MMA rap. Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy, Luis J Gomez, Puerto Rican like Chi Chi Benson coming at you like Cleopatra.
2: What's up, baby boy? <laughs> What's up, buddy? What's up? Kid? I like bringing Chi Chi Benson back.
1: Yeah, well, here's the thing. Chi Chi Benson was simply the glasses and the mustache. And I've sort of ditched the glasses, but I'm doing this new floral button down thing. And I'm not wearing it now. I feel a little bit I'm annoyed that I'm not. But my house is so sweltering hot right now that I had to just throw on a T-shirt because I'm going to sweat through it. What, do you not have air conditioning in your house? I do, but I've been out of town for a week and a half. And my assumption, I don't know. My assumption is you guys went through a, a heat wave in this past week and a half. It, it must have
2: because I got yeah, home, how long does it take for your house to cool off? Well, I got home like less than an hour ago. Oh, I have central okay. air. And when I got home. No, OK. In, less than an hour ago. I understand.
1: Yeah. yeah it's inside been, temperature it's been in my hot. house. Hot. Doggy, 97 degrees was the inside
2: temperature of my house. Ooh, that is rough. I,
1: I, it was, I, I was I was sweating as I'm trying to like get my stuff in there. I'd been traveling.
2: Oh man. I mean, if you hadn't put your dog to sleep, you would have just saved 150 bucks this weekend.
1: <laughs> Dude, it was brutal. So I I walked in here and it's fucking crazy. And I I cranked it down to 50 degrees. And
2: now it's just gonna take however long it takes is your freezing. Does your A- AC, like mine, my central air, it automatically turns off if it gets over the temperature that yeah. it's set to? Yeah, so but gotta I didn't leave it, it. You got to leave it when you leave it, it like in the middle of summer. Or Yeah, leave it. You leave it at 80, something like that. So it just can't, 78, something like that. So it just can't get so hot. I'm just trying so, to be
1: more fiscally responsible. This is really what's going on. And I, I've been so irresponsible. I'm, dude, I'm fucking, you know, I'm spick
2: rich, baby boy. I'm new. Money. You really are. I, I, are. I don't. That have, is true.
1: I, I'm not even rich. I'm like, you're not I'm new like,
2: money. You're new above, the poverty, line. I'm new you're above new. the poverty.
1: You're right. I'm not even new money. Like I am about ready to buy my first house in life. I'm yes. doing the things that 28 year olds, 27 year olds, the average 27 year old is doing. That's just the reality. But I'm doing, you know, I'm at a place now where I feel a little bit more comfortable financially. And the past few years, it's just been obnoxious. I just yeah. I really just do what I do. Right. And I spend how I spend. And I'm like, I'm not really worried about the future. And but you lately, made up for
2: it with two days of air conditioning.
1: Well, that's what happened. I, Because I've been thinking about buying a house and because I've just been like, I'm you know, I'm paying another uh, year of taxes right now. I'm going through uh, for this year's taxes or uh, last year's taxes. Rather. That is
2: the thing about taxes. They come every year, dude. Well, no, <laughs> I just caught up with five years of taxes or four years oh, of taxes. Jesus. Uh, it's and, brutal. Believe me, I. you don't have to. Convince me on that one.
1: Yeah. So, but now I'm like I'm just sort of looking at things, and I'm in a, a place where I'm just trying to be more responsible. So I was like, you know what? I'm going out of town for eight days or nine days or whatever it was. I was like, I'm going to turn off my central air. And I came back, and I've never regretted anything more. It's so it was, a, everything it was is a, so hot.
2: It was a fucking serious heat wave. It's been yeah. uh, it it's been yesterday was insane. Today's insane. Just crazy hot.
1: Yeah, it's nuts, dude. I'm fucking it's brilliant. I was just in Vegas and Costa Rica, so you could only imagine like if I come back to this and I'm like, "This is sweltering swampland." What the fuck is going on? How is it like? Vegas was 106, 107 degrees every single day, but they're like, if you if you guys haven't traveled to Vegas or New York to really understand the difference, I think this is like common knowledge for like people that travel a lot to these places. But like, if you don't, Vegas is dry desert heat. Like it's 107 degrees. But it's not even really that uncomfortable. You're just sort of like out there. It's,
2: it's it really is something. I mean, I, whatever. I, I, people who know it know that the humidity is really what the issue is. But like I was just out in Florida. And like when you go, when you go out in summer in Florida, and it's like in the mid 90s or whatever. When, it's like if you've been to Florida before, but it's been a while since you've been there. It's like you step out and you go, oh, yeah, that's right. Like you just Hell. immediately remember. You're like, oh, yeah. It's this overwhelming like it feels like you're being smothered with just like this this thick heat right in front of you. You go Have to you Arizona. Have you ever gone
1: down on a fat it's, chick?
2: It's Florida. Basically That's what it's, it's like to the,
1: step out on a hot day in Florida.
2: It's basically the same thing.
1: I mean it's kind of fun
2: <laughs> like you'll still like, do it. You're I'm, like, here,
1: I'm here. I
2: guess I'm happy to be here. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm kind of flattered that they invited me. we are gonna the need to get time. into a
1: large body of water right after <laughs> this, <though.
2: laughs> <That> Shit <laughs> Yeah, exactly. we're doing bits. We're doing bits here. There you go. Yeah, here, here you go. This is why you can tune into the
1: show. Hell yeah. And because you love your MMA uh, or uh your Kratom, home of the sixty dollar kilo who present this show, by the way. That's they what, sure I'm do. Tuning in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do Vegas is like just dry. heat. New York is like kind of like that as well, though, uh, with uh, the humidity. It's it, right, it New is, York
2: is muggy, man. It's yeah, not like no. Florida muggy, but it's fucking. Humidity no, that's what I'm saying. It's, bro- it's yeah. humid as
1: fuck, dude. Like right now in Jersey, it's so humid and it's just it just draws the sweat out of you. As soon as you step outside, you're I'm, I'm I sweat so much as it is. I'm covered in a fucking glaze of sweat. I'm so just you gotta like stay hydrated yeah i'm sure actually i really want to get some water right now i'm gonna wait though we just started the show very very late um sure did. so yeah dude but vegas was uh look costa rica was dope obviously costa rica is a, a really cool country vegas was fucking dude vegas was the shit dude vegas was so much fun this time we're planning Skankfest fest right now um and i just fucking hung out you know the whole time basically downtown where we're going to be at Skankfest and it got me really, really excited. Skankfest happened on October 14th through
2: 16th. If you guys don't have tickets. Please keep tuning in. We will give away some tickets on the MMA right? It is, uh, it is getting, it's starting to hit me how, uh, how close it is. It's only yeah. what, two months away. Is it just two months? Ter- it makes me terrified every time I think about it because I get so nervous that we're not going to pull it off or something's going to go wrong um this time we have five stages well uh, let me tell you something you here's here's my attitude about it like if you get nervous that we're not going to pull it off and it's not going to happen take my approach just don't think about it and show up and assume (laughs) everything is going to work out well that's sort of what i have to do and it always does work out
1: it's it's an unfound um like nervousness that that anxiety that i have is just i you know what it is i really want everyone to have a fucking great time I really want like every person that goes to Skankfest. I want them to go like, holy shit. That was life changing. That was the coolest event I've ever
2: the been ones to. who survive it.
1: Yeah, really. But I, but I, I really do. And I really care. Mine is the rape people, victims. I don't want people to have an experience where they're fucking, you know, struggling to see the shows that they want to see. And this time we're doing it very different. We have five stages this time. That's a um, lot. Yeah. Lo- five stages going on simultaneously, which we, the most we've ever done was, I mean, technically four, but it was really three. Um, but we have more seats this time. The venue itself is all already pre set up for; it, it, they're already showrooms. So there's tons more chairs. There's going to be way more like um, seating inside and outside. So if you guys are like chilling, it's not as much standing around, which I know was a big complaint for everybody. But it's going to be fucking, dude. It's so cool. I, Vegas is a, a. I just have fun every time I go. Now I'm I'm becoming a Vegas guy. Do you like Vegas?
2: Okay. Uh, I have never been to Las Vegas. No,
0: it's a spectacle.
2: Yeah. I was, I was supposed to go to Vegas a uh, few weeks ago and my kids got uh, sick and I had to cancel the whole trip. I've been, I've been supposed, I've, I've su- like had things booked before they got canceled. This is going to be, I think Skankfest will be, Am i wrong about this. I think Skankfest will be my first time. That's crazy
1: that you're almost four yeah. years old. You've never been to Vegas. And that, and also that I've been
2: everywhere. Yeah. Like no, I've of course, yeah, you travel so much. It's yeah, not you like travel a lot. I've been in every little random town in the city. That's really in interesting. Yeah. What do you, what do you, what have you been to like Atlantic City? So you understand sort in of Atlantic City. Uh, so, if, uh, so just Atlantic
1: in Reno. City, you know, I've oh. never been to you're uh, I had Dave breaking up a little bit. Is uh, yeah, sorry,
2: I was trying to fix that. Do I sound okay now? Yeah, yeah so you're, you're You're good. good
1: yeah, so uh, I would mean, do know, Atlantic City is like fucking crackhead las vegas right like it's just uh, imagine what a what a meth addict is to a ufc champion in terms of like the what like what what they're offering like they're they're the the way they're built the way they're physically like dude vegas is vegas is dope it's everything's huge there's great food there's just hot chicks everywhere do you like to gamble still or now
2: oh come on fucking I'm living the ultimate gamble started a family <laughs> we're doing now. the legion of skanks podcast can put, still can i put that my family on a roulette table hell uh, yeah com, maybe in vegas anything happens in vegas yeah. uh I, oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah no i'll gamble i'll gamble a little bit while i'm out there sure yeah dude i play i play blackjack the whole time just living up living it up such a good time Is it, it's a funny so. thing to think about like You're like when I used because I used to be like real into fucking gambling and shit, but I would gamble when I was absolutely broke. You know what I mean? But Mm. at the same time, I would put my entire net worth on like a poker game. Yeah. And so now you're like, oh yeah, like gambling, just like a couple thousand dollars or something like that isn't like the same thing. In order for me to feel that thrill, I would have to put my entire life. Yeah. Like I would literally have to put everything I own on a fucking yeah. game it's 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 For not it to good be uh, as much. when i
1: first started gambling the first time i went to vegas i went i actually went to see ufc two, i'm sorry ufc 71 uh chocolate l versus rampage jackson the downfall of chocolate l this
2: was the beginning of the end um a lot uh, of people said if i wasn't was
1: on there, top a lot of people said if i wasn't there
2: chocolate L would still be champion today yeah well probably one little thing different he might be
1: but me and my friend
2: probably Katie, not today me and my friend
1: Katie went to uh, Vegas, and I mean, I, I maybe I had three hundred dollars in the world when I went. Like that's what I had. Like it's all my money, everything. I, and right. I you know I just sold tickets for two days, and I was like, all right, this is my money now for Vegas. <laughs> this is my Vegas cash. And I lost it the first night. I lost, not only did I lose it the first night, I lost Katie the first night, and I my cell phone battery died. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, what a fucking, what an incredible gambler you are. Because you're looking at like, then I was like, you know, I'm looking for like a $2 blackjack table, which does not exist on the strip. Yeah, like it's, you it's don't, a
2: terrible way to gamble.
1: If you know the way you like the strip work, the strip is all like pretty, pretty high end, right? If you go where we're going in Vegas, which is cool, Dave, like, so there's downtown Vegas is old, mm-hmm. the old strip. It's free Montreal. I'm aware, this where, yes. This is where Skankfest is. There's a bunch of like trashy casinos down there. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of nice ones, too. I'm saying at circa a bunch of comics are saying at a couple of nice casinos downtown, but there's a bunch of like trashy ones. So you can find two dollar blackjack tables, dollar blackjack tables pretty easily. You know what I'm saying? Five dollars for sure. Five dollars is, is nothing. Um, but when I went, it was like, I think, twenty dollar tables and I had like three hundred dollars. And I remember just I don't I maybe I don't think I want a single hand. I just watched my chips just go bloop, 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 And at that time, it was funny. Is I didn't even know how to really play. I didn't know how to, like, double down or why to split, when to split, like, when to fuck it. Like, I had no idea. So, it, but dude, I had no chance, dude. And I remember I remember losing Katie, being so mad that I started crying. <laughs> I lost all my money. I lost Katie. And I had no cell phone. And I just started
2: crying. An adult man. I was 22 <laughs> years old <laughs> Oh, shit. oh, it's even better as you weren't 22. You must have been 25.
1: No, I don't think nah, so. Yeah,
2: Chuck Liddell Rampage Jackson broke up date. I mean, we'll know the better. date. I we'll do know the date. Look, Look it up. are a little bit older than 22. I don't.
1: I, I, in fact, I'm almost positive I was exactly 22. <laughs>
2: oh, maybe. Maybe you're right. I'm misremembering yeah. this. Yeah, what now, is it? Uh, uh, you 25. Loop
1: wreck, what, what's the date of UFC 71, which it was all I remember the entire main card was Black Fighters versus White Fighters, and all the Black Fighters won. And then I was like, dude, this is it. We went out and we put $100 on black. May 25th, 2007, guys. 2007, exactly. So I don't know how old I was then, but I'm pretty sure it was
0: 25. What year
2: were you born in? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was 25,
1: 82. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, there you go. <laughs> 25 years old. <laughs> I saw Overeem versus Brock Lesnar in Vegas, by the way. You never seen a fight until you see it in Vegas.
2: Over that's such minute.
0: a massive fucking fight dude yeah, yeah that's was, a very vegas fight oh yeah it was brutal it was awesome
2: had yeah, a ball vegas yeah, is fun
1: vegas is a really fun time to go watch fights in. it's probably the best place to go see fights just because because the the there's a there's an energy in the air and the fights by the way this past weekend we're just going to get into them in a minute but they were in vegas and uh terrence mckinney hit me up he's like dude come to the fights bro and i was hoping he was gonna be like i'll get you tickets And I was like, oh, I didn't even know they were open to the public. He was like, yeah, but they're pretty expensive. And I was like, oh,
2: (laughs) fuck. (laughs) So it's someone who like has respect for you that goes. But money's no object for you. Right. And you're like, well, I just lost two hundred dollars and Katie Bari. Please.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Terrence, (laughs) not now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, this whole story, Lewis wasn't twenty five. He was forty. It was just this week. (laughs) It was this past weekend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, um, no, the tickets were eighteen hundred dollars. And I was like, I want, I, 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 first of all, I had a show that night. I was jumping on
2: Robbie Bernstein's show. It's it's, not it's hard. It's hard to justify paying $1,800 for a UFC ticket when you just left your air conditioning off for the four days you were going.
1: It's also Jamal Hill versus fucking Tiago Santos. It's just not the, it's not the fight that I'm paying $1,800 yeah, $1, eight,
2: for. $1,800 is like something that you might pay. Like what's this crazy stacked card that's about to uh, come up? That's got like a few, uh, what's the one it's, um. Olivera and Algerman. Olive- I think it's two right. twenty-eight. No, Olivera's fighting. Um. Uh. What's his name? Uh, Islam. No, Ma- Ma- yeah. Ma- and Jeff. then fucking also. Uh. There's fucking uh, right. The Algerman Sterling against Peter Yon versus. And also there's Peter Yan versus. Okay. Fine. Something like that. Maybe you could justify. But like for just like a fight night card, that is tough. To well, know. I
1: think at the apex. Um- I think it's more expensive at the apex. I think if it was just a regular
2: fight call. Oh, yeah. Way more expensive. Yeah, because
1: yeah. apex is super intimate. Like it's a small I've been to the apex to watch fights before. It is a very, very small, like intimate thing. So, um, yeah, I wasn't going to do it, unfortunately. But our boy Terrence McKinney did get the fucking W first round finish.
2: Rina could choke.
1: Um, yeah, he's a looked
2: boy. incredible and then had a baby boy. I think uh, a, baby, a couple well, days congr- later. Congratulations, congratulations.
1: Terrence McKinney becoming a, a father, I believe, for the first time. Um, and uh yeah what a fucking experience it is is.
2: it is a, a a thing like anyone who's a parent knows but like when you see people uh particularly when they have their first kid and you see them like talking about it or posting about it and shit and you're like yep there is something about that moment where it is there's like no other at least anything i've ever been through there's no other thing where you kind of like cross a line like turn a page in your life where you're like it's it's like everything in your life will be before and after this point. Now, this are you're, you're like you've crossed through a whole different level. You know, it's such realized, a beautiful thing as,
1: as we're talking about this. I realized that because um, I cried when my son was born, um, but nowhere near as much as when I lost Katie Bari and two hundred dollars in Vegas. <laughs> in <laughs> it's a different type of crying. You know, what I mean?
2: <laughs> but it really is a very it's a different type of crying.
1: It is. No, it was, dude, uh, obviously, you know, being a dad. You know it's uh especially to a little boy there's something about that like a father-son relationship You know, but your daughter was first obviously it's a different thing as well that i i can't wrap my mind around because i don't have a daughter but like looking at the spitting image of you and you're like oh dude yeah. i gotta like i gotta be a true fucking role model for this kid and like you're still a role model for your daughter and, and you're in everyone's kids obviously in every way but it's almost like like you want to be the man you want to be the man that your son looks up to you and wants to be like
2: you know what i'm saying like your daughter's not going to be like her dad yes, gonna, yes. you know no so it's, it's, it's a just, different it's a, it's a different of- thing it's a different i remember feeling this way like i kind of like uh you know when when lauren was first pregnant the first time and i was i truthfully i was kind of like hoping it was a boy because that's just how guys are in general you're like oh you hope it's a boy and then when i found out it was a, it was a girl i was like I was like, oh, that is actually pretty awesome. And then after having, I mean, she's like the light of my life. Like, I'm so happy to have a little girl. But then when I found out we were having a boy the second time, I actually felt a lot more nervous about it than I did having a girl. Because when you, you have a girl, you're kind of like, well, look, what, do, what you really need to do is like, OK, I need to like love her and provide for her and protect her. And you're like, OK. I know I'm going to do that. Like I gotta that's wipe, not really that I got to wipe back like,
1: to front or front to back. I got to look it up. But it's one of those two. And I got to do it consistently every time. It
2: is one. And you got to do it every time. But then I go. But also, like, my wife's awesome. So I'm kind of like, well, she's going to be a great role model for her. Like, I've already got her a great role model. I just have to be like a, a good dad, which I know yeah. I can do. But then when you're having a boy, you're like, oh, I have to teach him how to be a man. Then I was like, shit, I got to figure out how to be a man. I'm not a man. <laughs> real quick, <laughs> real quick, <laughs> so that's that I could then point, teach dude. him this. And dude, it was that's like, like I felt that's felt so bit, much. You should, be, you should do that on stage.
0: It's funny. Yeah, maybe I should. Uh, I feel like bad. you guys are about five minutes away from just tearing up right now. No, dude. Like, my, oh, I
2: know where... my daughter. It's like, I want you listen. I want you to go live with Terrence McKinney because he'll teach you how to be a real man. <laughs> i'm still the, there the, yeah
1: that's another mind fuck when, once i started training as well that i realized that i'm truly i can't protect like, i can't wife. do anything like no i can protect my family unless a purple belt shows up and then the whole family's in trouble this is why you
2: need guns
1: Hell yeah dave smith 2024
2: i'll beat a purple belt with a gun maybe Nah, I'll be in a purple belt with a well, that story really
1: looks it is. But by the way, story.
2: I'm gonna shoot him in both his legs and both his arms, and then I'm gonna grapple with him after that. I'm gonna give him a shot.
1: You uh there was a very, very sad story. Uh, I think the guy's name is Leandro Lowe. Maybe I'm I'm saying I don't want to say it wrong, but Coop, if you want to pull it up as well. Uh there's a he's a Brazilian jiu world champion, world yeah. champion, uh, eight-time world champion. Like and he's
2: also uh, a champ run. He is a he, he champion runs. Yeah.
1: Le- Leandro Lowe. Uh, dude, he, uh, this, this dude, you know, apparently sweetheart of a guy, really cool dude, but like one of the best jujitsu practitioners of our time, um, he was in a club in Brazil. He got into a fight with a cop, like a a physical altercation, and he's a fucking jujitsu world champion. So he pinned the guy to the ground, um, to quote unquote, calm him down. Um, and then he let go of the guy, and the cop pulled out a fucking gun and shot him point blank in the forehead. Oh, Jesus! How crazy is that? Also, like you know, like so first of all, it's fucking just devastating to fucking you know, you just take away. I mean, look, it's a special human. I'm not saying that anybody's life is worth more than the next person's life, right? But you're t- you're dealing with. You're right, but, but not because they're an athlete. I don't think that that's the standard that it should be. It's, it depends, I guess, what he does with his life. And if he's creating some sort of like positivity for other people, then there's, you know, real tangible sure, value there. Sure. And then there's pieces of shit out there that don't do that. Right. So I don't know, just not necessarily Justin being a champion, but it is a sad story when you get a guy who's so fucking talented and who is using restraint, apparently, maybe not. Maybe he was just fucking holding him down and fucking
2: talking shit to him. And that he he won eight world championships in five different weight classes.
1: Yeah, he's like, that's, legit. Fucking, that's incredible. Real yeah, real deal. And, and as recently as, as this year, he just won like the, the IBJJF or whatever world championship. So he's like real deal. Um, And he's was considered one of the best. But the guy's using his skill set. And for all intents and purposes, could dismantle this other guy with his bare hands, could kill you him know. with ease. The thing about jujitsu. It's not, there's no, and striking and boxing and all that other shit, Muay Thai, there's no fucking death blow. In jiu-jitsu, there's some death blows. There's some fucking death blows, dude. If you choke somebody, they're dead.
2: They're dead. Also, you can use your jiu-jitsu, which it sounds like, I don't know, you know, I wasn't there and there's no video of it, but in jiu-jitsu, you can also use your skills and not really like hurt person well, that's the point
1: i was making and, yeah. you know
2: what i mean like where like it is in these other things you kind of have to like you can't like like fucking kick someone in the face just to give them a warning and not actually yeah. hurt them like you have to fucking do it you know what i mean like it's it's yeah, oh, yeah whatever it's horrible so uh, he's using jujitsu
1: and using restraint and holding the guy down and he could snap your fucking wrist snap your arm break your shoulder your leg this guy i mean we're, t- we're talking about such a high level guy that he could actually do whatever he wanted to oh yeah you could guy. pick
2: the limb and he'll, he'll I, I mean yeah limb. you yeah. have
1: to understand dude like guys that really fuck it they can just against somebody who doesn't know ju- it's fucking crazy against high level black belts He could probably just pick to do what he wants to do right this this guy is that good so you know it, what's fucked up is like he uses res- restraint doesn't fucking incapacitate this guy. Doesn't hurt this guy. Lets him up after he comes down. This fucking piece of shit pulls out a gun and, and shoots him, and you know ends ends uh you know a fucking career and a life. I, I don't know if he, there's more information if he's a dad, but I'm sure he is. He's Brazilian. He's probably got ten kids, some grandkids.
2: Yeah.
1: And um, you know, it's a it's fucking sad, dude. It's a really sad story. You know, I know yeah. I know the MMA community, and oh. I, I didn't I didn't know who he was before the story came out. Um, but I know a lot of people in the MMA community are talking about what a good dude he was. And honestly, because he's not a piece of shit and he, he did use restraint and he did just hold the guy there until he calmed down, it kind of tells you something about who he is because you hear other stories. Dude, War Machine. Remember that guy back in the day was on The Ultimate
0: Fighter? I remember. He, dude, he went to hammer fisting, by the way. Was he on Hammer Fisting? Yeah, we had him on. I booked him once. <laughs> i have a lost Hammer Fisting War Machine interview.
2: Some, oh. some say that's what sent him over the edge. Some say he met Louis J. Gomez and went, I want to be like that guy.
1: That's hilarious. John Coppenhaver. But he wow. was like a guy who was like, he, there was a story about him like just beating up a guy outside of his gym. And then he, the famous story obviously is him beating the shit out beat of up Christy up that Mack. porn star, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah almost yeah. to death. He almost beat her to death. He like, dude, he fucking changed that shit. Like, you see oh, her now, her dude? Up. Dude, she's like, she looks like she's like a little fucked up in the head now,
2: honestly. She looks dude, like this. I, re- like, I remember, I'll never forget that fucking, that he, they showed like her the aftermath of her bruises and shit. And she had those big welts on her thigh. And it always, for whatever reason, always just like fucked me up so much that he was throwing leg kicks at her.
1: Throwing leg kicks.
2: That like that you were actually like a UFC fighter is like beating up a, a woman and just drilling her with leg kicks. She doesn't have to check a leg kick, Dave. She's a porn star. Yeah, I mean, she's I'm sure by now she knows. But the point is that at the time she didn't. <laughs> And he was just, and by and by the way, it was great strategy in the later the rounds. I'm sure recorded, she was gone.
1: First recorded ten seven round in history. <laughs> David boy, I'm talking all the show, but how hot it's been! I'm fucking sweating my ass off. But I'll tell you, you know, you know what's not sweating off? My balls, my balls, yeah. and my dick, because specifically because of Manscaped, um, and their lawnmower 4.0. I I, I tell you right now, I, I was not a guy who would ever trim my shit up because I was afraid of cutting myself. But their ball trimmer, it's the fucking greatest invention in the world. Dude, it, there's, it's nearly impossible to nick yourself with this thing. It's quiet. It's smooth. My dick and balls look better than they've ever looked. And I'm not sweating my ass off in this crazy summer heat.
2: Yeah, I'm fine with all of that. But my bonsai tree is looking amazing. These are multi use tools Use for anything, honestly. <laughs> I actually do. I
1: use my Manscaped trimmers for my mustache. I trim it. I swear it up. I swear to God, I do. Why do I keep smelling balls all day? All right. So listen, right now, all you got to do is go to manscaped.com. Check out their entire performance package. It has everything that you need to prepare for the summer but for your summer bod. Inside this pocket package, you're gonna find their one more 4.0 trimmer, their weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, which I love, dude. I, I'm getting older now. The little nose hairs are poking out. It's mm-hmm. Nothing super easy. Love it. Never look better. Uh, they also have their crop preserver ball deodorant, their crop reviver toner, the performance boxer briefs and a travel bag for you to hold all your goodies. This is a pretty incredible package. It's a pretty incredible gift for somebody. If you, uh, it's waterproof as well, if you want to use it in the shower, if you want to use it in the dark, it's got a fucking LED light on it, Dave.
2: Maybe you want to trim your ball hair in the ocean. I don't know your lifestyle. Who knows? Who
1: knows who you are and what you do? But either way, go check out their incredible products. Uh, Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code YOMMA at Manscaped.com. Once again, that's 20% off plus free shipping with code YOMMA at Manscaped.com. Support them. They're a great company. Do it right now. Manscaped.com. All right. Where were we?
2: Anyway, the moral of the story is congratulations, Terrence, and don't let him hang out in Brazilian clubs, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, great fight. Congratulations on having a boy, good friend of the show. Um, yeah. but that was that was beautiful to see. It was beautiful to see him get that win after having such a great fight with Dober that he ended up losing, but still was a great fight. And and Lewis, I think you maybe I'm wrong. I'm misremembering this, but I think you were the one who said that he should be calling out Patty Pimblett. It was and me. then he did. And now this has become a real story in I MMA. That and, is and
1: and I bet you the young smart
2: call out. Such a smart call out for him, That's too. It's, it's a great the, the guy with the biggest name who I got to say, I think can really cause some problems for Patty Pimblett. I think this guy is um, I mean, he's a fucking real tough striker with knockout power who's got like wicked speed. And I think he's a he's a solid wrestler, I think, can out wrestle him. Yeah, I dude. You I got mean, yourself, super you got Mark, yourself a real good fight there. Likely more, you know, more athletic, seemingly more
1: athletic, yeah. seemingly more explosive. Um, you know, Patty's got an it factor when it comes, and the, the it factor. Look, I, love I bet, I style. bet on Terrence if they were right. fighting tomorrow. But I am putting I, I, money I on I love Terrence. Patty's fight style. Okay, I think sure. he's a really creative, fun, always going for the finish type of fighter. But so is mm-hmm. Terrence McKinney, right? I think Terrence yeah. McKinney is a lot more dynamic, and I think that we've watched Patty get put into situations in his his few UFC fights that you go and he and honestly I, I feel like Terrence has fought tougher competition so far in the UFC but what Terrence, Dober, did, what
2: Terrence did what Terence did with Dober was more I mean, than I've ever seen out of Patty Pimblett and yeah. like so Patty fa- been, yeah. he's,
1: he's been dude he's been rocked uh he's been in situations where he was I mean he was that, that dude he fought this last time had a pretty smart strategy you know Patty was just you know better to, overall that was just really what it came down to um, but I feel like we've seen Patty. I don't want to say struggle because he's had he's passed all of his tests with flying colors. But I feel like he's a little bit. These are low level guys that are giving him a little more trouble than they should be giving him. He he's, should be just cutting Patty, them like a hot knife through yes. butter the same way Terrence is cutting through these other guys. And I think and, and I will say this right now. I don't think the UFC is going to give patty Pimblett to terrence mckinney
2: i i probably not i i I tend to agree with you on that no i think we've seen like obviously like you said he's passed all his tests but we've seen patty lose rounds lose positions lose you know what i mean like lose uh like striking exchanges against guys who are unranked no-name guys we've Mm -hmm. seen terrence wreck every no-named guy and then when he fought a really tough guy, one of the best guys in the division, yeah. come out and dominate him until he kind of like got a little overzealous and ran out of steam and, and got stopped. So, OK, fine. We saw him get stopped. But I, I got to tell you, I'd, I'd be betting heavy on Terrence. And I think just because of the fame factor, he'd be an underdog. But uh, I would love to see that fight. I, would I don't know that they would even
1: make fight. him an underdog. I think they'd probably make it pretty close odds, considering their performances, the fight styles. They they they, they know what they're
2: doing to a certain degree. No, but um, they, they start it that way, and then the bets come in, and then that you know. starts like affecting everything. I just I think ultimately... I would bet. I would bet might. heavy on Terrence. I think Terrence would win yeah, that fight. Me too. Uh,
1: Coop, pull up Patty Pimblett's record because I think patty has got like four losses on his record, if I'm not mistaken. But not in the UFC. No, correct? but that's uh, that's more yeah, telling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or maybe not, you know, guys do have to learn, you know, and a lot of these guys, if, you, if they're on a, a I judge stage, him on his division, division run.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah,
1: it's, you really only can judge a guy once they get the ability to really to train full time. Right. This happens as a comedian, right? Like, when you're not waiting tables or worrying about where your next paycheck is coming from. It's much easier to settle into just fucking being a comedian. They yeah. say that like, oh, when people get a little bit of money, they get less funny. I don't think that's true. I think when they get obnoxious amounts of money and they can't be relatable anymore and they don't understand what it's like for the you know the average person um I think then it, there's a separation they have
2: to try A, a lot bit of times what you're talking about when you say they get a little bit more money what you're really saying is that they get um successful in a different area. So I think there's something to be said for that. You start making movies or you start doing some yeah. other show if if your focus is on that and not on stand up then sure that's going to take away from your stand up. But no, it's a huge benefit when you can fully focus on what you're doing yeah first to worry even more, about some even job. more so
1: you know these guys sure. when they can not only just focus full-time and fighting because i'm sure patty Pimble has just been a full-time fighter for a little bit of time but also making enough money to where you can bring in the best training partners best coaches best equipment best supplements you know it's psychologically what that does for you like even when, dude, when i go to equinox i work out better than what i go to blink you know what i'm saying i just sure. or when i'm at my home gym i just walk into this nice fucking environment you feel really good and you feel really pretty like you're just you, uh, whatever it is like that's for me anyway that motivates me and i'm sure a lot of professional fighters would agree with that when you have some fucking cash to fucking train the way you really want to train it makes a big difference so um yeah i mean interesting to see uh I, patty pimblett patty pimblett versus Terence mckinney the reality is, even not because just because the UFC would be afraid to sort of lose one of the stars. It's not even just Patty. I don't think they're going to protect Patty necessarily. I think the UFC is pretty good at um, recognizing that Terrence is also a fucking star. And yeah. at this point in their careers, why kill one of them? Why kill one of sort of their trajectories? Yeah, um, yeah, no. That makes, can be a sense. very big fight down the line. That could be a number one contender fight, that could be a title fight down the line. Both those guys are special. I agree with you. It probably won't can, happen. Th- Both these guys are special enough that they can build their own brands to the point where that fight has way more value than throwing it together now, just for the sake that it probably makes more sense than any other fight in the lightweight division. Yeah, I, so I agree with you. It probably a,
0: won't
2: happen right now, but I'd still love to see it.
0: I
1: actually got Pimblett's record up here. He has 22 bouts and he's 19 and three. Sorry to cut in. No, 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 probably no, 19 fine. and three. It's a good, yeah. it's a good record. He's got a great record. And McKinney is what? Is it just one loss? Maybe. Um, so yeah, all right. Move moving on. I mean, you can just chime in with that again, Coop. It's no big deal. Uh, let's just talk main event real quick. Um, yeah, when, when actually I got it here 13 and 4 for McKinney. Oh, 13 and 4. Okay. Okay. So I'm wrong. I'm just talking shit out of my ass. <laughs>
2: they both had some pre-UFC losses, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so look,
1: main event, Jamal Hill versus Tiago Santos, uh, Jamal Hill defeats Tiago Santos would be a fourth round TKO. Um, and what was a fucking great fight, dude. Great, fun, exciting fight. These guys were throwing bombs at each other. Uh, Tiago Santos, if anything, I, I think proved that he still has it. You know, he's a fucking, he, uh, I don't, I, I don't feel like that was a bad performance by Tiago Santos. I think it was actually a really, it was an interesting performance by Tiago Santos. He was out wrestling Jamal Hill. He was, he was mixing it up. He seemed to come into it with a, a smart game plan. Um, and he was winning the fight. He won the first couple of rounds of the fight.
2: Yeah, um, I don't know if I completely agree with that. I think, uh, to, to me, Tiago Santos has since the John Jones fight, where if you remember, I mean, he fucked up. What was it? He had, I think he had an ACL and an MCL tear in one leg and an MCL in the other. Uh, yeah yep these fucking major injuries that he was off for a bunch of surgeries and it's not that he's not he's just never been the same since coming back and I don't mean that to say that he hasn't been a good fighter since coming back I just mean that he hasn't been the same guy he was before then and he's seen he's seemed much more hesitant to be you know, if you remember, he used to be the guy who it was like, dude, if he's in a fight, it's going to be this insane slugfest. And he seems a bit hesitant since then. And in this fight, even when he went to the slugfest mode, it seemed almost like because he had to. And in those moments, they seemed like his best moments in the fight. And it seemed like he came in with this strategy of like, I'm going to use a lot of footwork. I'm going to stay on the outside. I'm going to try to wrestle and take you down. And then just when he just had to, he went to like slugfest mode. But I I don't know. I felt I was looking at the strategy. Obviously, hindsight's 2020 or whatever. But it just seemed like it was tiring him out more than it was tiring Hill out. That he was like he was gassing himself, trying working so hard for these takedowns. And then after getting them, not doing that much with them. And it's just kind of tired himself out to the point where I think he would have been better off just strategically speaking. I know this is easier said than done to just go out there and get into an old school Santos fucking war. The problem with that is I
1: think Jamal Hill has more
2: power. And I well, think I think that's that, true. I still think that's true. I'm not I'm not disagreeing. With and you he that. also it's, he also seemed to be just more composed in those exchanges. too. even when Santos tighter, tighter than, boxing, yeah. you know, so I agree with you. But ultimately, that ended up prevailing anyway. I think that um, uh, that it just seemed to me, particularly the strategy of trying to wrestle this guy. You're like this big fucking muscly dude who's like tr- working so hard to get these takedowns. And then even when you get them, he's popping back up. He's not doing much. We've seen this forever in in MMA. It's like a thing in the sport that we back to Mark Coleman, Maurice Smith, right? Even when you are a wrestler, it's these, especially the big muscly dudes. It takes so much more energy to be taking people down over and over again and then trying to fucking dominate them on top and defending takedowns just doesn't take nearly as much energy. And it's like, it really by the second round it was like tiago santos was like you could see you're like dude i don't see any way he makes it through another three rounds of this like he's got to finish him at this point because he's getting tired and uh he ended up getting fucking uh, i mean i i just i was impressed with the
1: fact that tiago santos going into the fourth round against a a younger faster stronger hill um who you know i I mean look after all the injuries his age he's almost 40 years old I, i mean it was I, I and he seems to be evolving. I just felt like Tiago Santos could have beat a lot of guys at 205 yeah. pounds. Well, night, I think right? I think that's a lot true. of guys. So I think that's so true. I, I when I Yeah, no, he is. He the old, Tiago Santos of old. I, I don't know. I, I mean, he seems to be, in my opinion, you know, y- you know, evolving as a fighter. If you're doing different things against high level guys and they're being somewhat effective. I know it didn't work out for him in this fight. Um, I still looked at it as like I was like, oh, shit. All right, Tiago. That's pretty fucking cool. Um, so yeah, look, I mean, well, there's a guy, but you think the, the, you're saying the, doing the different- other thing is this sport is evolving around him as well. So you're talking about Tiago Santos, you know, the, these young killers are just so much different than they were five. Well, I don't years know. Ago. I'm
2: talking about a guy. I mean, pull up his fucking track record. This is a dude who knocked out uh, Blahovic This is a dude who wh- gave John Jones his toughest test. So, no, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm saying this was before the injuries. I don't know if he's fighting someone who's a whole new level from what those guys are. This is a no. very, very tough fighter. But he's this is a guy who's been, at the top of his game was a, a fucking problem for anyone, including yeah, yeah. maybe the best two guys in the division ever.
0: I got even his stats from now. Just recently, he's fought the who's who is who. He's fought Glover Teixeira. He's fought Johnny Walker. You know, John Jones, obviously, yawn. So he's been in there with some absolute killers, even now.
1: Yeah. You know, he I mean, fights warrior. the best of the he, best. Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah best he's, of the best. You know, um, so, yeah, I mean, look, uh, Jamal Hill ends up saying that he would like to
2: fight Jerry and get a shot at the title. I don't think he's ready for that just yet. Maybe, maybe not, but not that far off. I mean, look, he had a fucking his last fight before this one. Um, was a fucking great knockout win against um what's his name you you just mentioned uh sorry the monster guy um and uh and and this was another great knockout i mean he's maybe not next but one more one more big yeah fight yeah he's a he's, he's a fighter
1: too away right? yeah of course i i mean but look you know
2: he um yeah he still didn't lose the beginning of that fight yeah but it was he kind of lost like i don't know he lost. He got he got taken down a few times. He was kind of figuring him out. It did kind of give me. I kind of had this feeling throughout the whole fight, like he was walking this dude down and kind of like looking for his fucking moment. Um, yeah. And he found it ultimately. I, I I uh I don't really look at that like there was there was no downside to me in that fight for him. He just had a great performance. Right.
1: All right. Uh, what else? Anything else you want to talk about on main card? Jeff neil I know you want to talk about.
2: Well. I mean, there's not much to say, you had a fucking incredible performance, man. And beating Luke a is a huge, huge win. He looked unbelievable. The best, the best performance of his career and his hand speed is footwork. Pretty goddamn incredible. Luke a is a really tough dude, man. Like he yeah. kept coming at him after getting hit a bunch and was putting pressure on him. Scary, and and, yeah, scary yeah. little yeah. fighter. Yeah. And, uh, and he's one of the best fighters in the division, and he fucked him up in that fight. So, yeah, there's, that's like a coming-out party fight. I ended up, uh, ended up watching some of the card from
1: my hotel. Um, I was staying at the Circa. And the pool... See, if you can pull this up, Coop. The picture of the pool It's called Swim Stadium. And it is... If you're a sports fan, I, I, I highly recommend this place. Highly recommend it. Because it is, I mean, what I would say, the equivalent of like fucking 10 movie screens, like as like as big as like 10 movie theater screens. And you're in just like a pool in a, in a Las Vegas hotel. This it? Yeah, this is it. So they have like the fights on, they have baseball on, they have like they have on the side screens, they have different things, they have gambling stats coming up. It's also the world's largest sports book. Um, but yeah, if you're like, I mean, I, I was even on like Saturday afternoon. It was a Sunday. I was just watching baseball. I was in in the pool, just drinking, watching. I didn't like baseball. But it was such a fun way to do it. It was <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. 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 Pretty fucking cool. So you are watching the fights there? Yeah, I watched the fights there. I watched the. Uh, That's
2: better than eighteen hundred bucks to go to the fucking thing.
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't watch all the fights there. I just ended up watching the main event there, and I ended up watching the McKinney fight at dinner. Um, but I had to go do Robbie Bernstein's show. Shout out Robbie Bernstein porch door. Yeah,
2: that's way better than hanging in a pool and watching on yeah. a huge
1: screen. What's it called? Um, let's do uh, quick plugs real quick. You got anything coming up you want to plug, Dave? Uh,
2: no, I'm I'm traveling this month for a couple uh, podcasts, but I'm, I'm I don't I got some more stand-up shows coming up uh, in September. But ComicDaveSmith.com. Go there to find all my uh, all my dates. Uh, part of the problem and uh, fucking Skankfest coming up loving it I'm legion of skanks yeah live stuff coming up for me uh this weekend
1: thursday night i will be west palm beach improv and then on saturday night i will be in jacksonville florida at the eclipse nightclub then uh, at the end of the month we're going to be in cleveland ohio columbus ohio going into september colorado springs denver syracuse albany and uh, many more dates coming up. Keep on going to lewisofskanks.com to grab tickets for those shows and more. Subscribe to Gas network.com Use the promo code yoMMA. Get yourself a seven day free trial. You get instant access to the complete on demand library for all the shows on the network. This show, Legion of Skanks, Part of the Problem, Realized podcast many other shows. Uh, and uh, yeah, just fucking keep on telling your friends about yoMMA rap. Let them know what's going on with the show. Put it on in a car if you're taking a long trip. And uh, that's that. No Hell other yeah, plugs, bro. right? Do you have any other plugs?
2: no that's it that's all i needed to say
1: um so yeah i mean other news on the uh card it was the the ultimate fighter finale i don't give a shit about the ultimate fighter at all anymore i can't fucking just get there well
2: usman's it's usman's brother or whatever yeah. who he's won a heavyweight yeah with a big knockout Second round uh, he doesn't TKO. look like he doesn't look like his brother but he did he got a big fucking knockout I mean, when I say he doesn't look like his brother, he looks physically exactly like his brother. And it's I mean his little brother. Look like he's going to be. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's going to be on that level of fighter. But he did uh, have a big knockout finish. So, well, luckily we'll at heavyweight, you don't have to
1: be on that level of fighter. It's true. You know, let's see. This is the uh, the
2: is the finish.
0: Yeah, bang. Yeah,
2: yeah. It was good. It was a good. Yeah, finish, cold. for sure. Oh, he's fucking jacked, dude! Holy shit! Oh yeah, he is who would you rather fight him or kamara i mean it's the exact same thing for me or you to fight either one of them
1: um
2: it makes zero difference just another future nate diaz opponent in my opinion (laughs) (laughs)
1: no but what i i mean he's
2: a couple wins away from getting a shot at nate diaz you're
1: you're honestly you're you got to pick your poison here like i mean it, it. Muhammad Usman's gonna just knock you out with one
2: shot. But so's Kamaru. (laughs) There's no difference. One's gonna come faster
1: and from a smaller thing. Another one's gonna come a little slower from a heavier, but they're both gonna put you out. So what is like
2: there's no difference? There's really no it's just being put out. But uh, I mean, there's uh, no, no. I mean I'll I'll pick Kamaru Usman because he's gonna put me out quicker just with not probably quite as hard of a shot it's not like either one of them is going to be a fight it's just going to be who would you rather get knocked out by with a one-shot knockout because
1: the the why would you choose a heavier
2: impact there's no reason why i
1: also would just add another just for the hell of it like you know what so, yes, it turns
2: also, out it was the speed of Kamaru Usman that killed Dave.
1: <laughs> they do say speed kills. And it's a better story with Kamaru Usman because this is maybe the best pound for pound fighter in the world. versus yeah, I mean, sure, you
2: know, I, I lost know. to him. Yeah, I still feel like I could take Masvidal. But yeah, OK, I lost <laughs> to Kamaru Usman. Sure.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you'd have to choose Usman for multiple reasons. And Juliana Miller defeated Brogan Walker. Via third that round I did TKO. not say. So yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah. your word
0: for it. I'm sure it was great. Um, So let's I will say this because I watched The Ultimate Fighter this season and that chick was an underdog and she just outperformed that other woman and she even DX crotch chapter. That's how like intense that chick was. I had a lot of appreciation for that fight. Nice.
2: All right. Very good.
0: I just have Um, to say something. I'm sorry. No, please, Vic.
1: I, I chime in anytime. We love it. You're the fucking man, dude. Uh, What happened with Nick Diaz? I you mentioned this before we started the show, and I did not want you to expound on it until we were on the air.
2: Well, okay, so uh, just a couple things. So Caesar Gracie was in an interview and kind of finally talked about what uh, was going on with with Nick because we all, you know, kind of knew something happened. Like you know, we had seen pictures of Nick Diaz in like tremendous shape. He showed up looking in the worst shape we've ever seen him looking, and everyone knows what happened in the fight with him and Robbie Lawler. And so Cesar Gracie said two things that were pretty interesting. Um, one, he said that, uh, so Nick Diaz was having major uh, neck problems and was having numbness in his hands. Now that alone, you might've gone like, okay, he's saying." but evidently he goes, he had neck surgery after the fight and had two plates removed and metal discs put in that he has to wait to fuse. So he can't, he, he hasn't been able to do anything since then. And they oh. say they're waiting on approval, but he was trying to sell it like, oh, he's going to be back to his old self, like after this type thing. Um, so that number one to me was just like, oh, I let, just let, go, let okay, let, so can I respond so, to that
1: first thing the first, before sure. you move on? Um, you know, talk to any fighter in the world. I mean, they have injuries. They know they, this is a lot, a lot, but I'm saying I'm not going to I don't like Caesar Gracie coming out
2: and, and using the, and this is all it is. It's a,
1: it's a souped up more specific. Oh, he was injured in the fight. Right.
2: Well, that's I, not even what I, I'm, my point of it is we kind of already figured something had gone on. That was like an, I injured, just like everyone's something. injured. And, I'm just, you know, that no, was, my takeaway from that wasn't even anything about that. I was just going, okay. For me, it's my favorite fighter of all time. That was kind of me going, ah, that's, that's kind of me giving up on hope that we see nick diaz fight again and i go mm-hmm. i just don't think we should have ever see nick diaz fight again if it if he really had two fucking plates fucking put into his fucking neck i know there's a lot of injuries guys have that's a very fucking specific one I go dude at his age to have that his time away from the cage i go then i probably don't think it makes sense for him to fucking come back after that i, I don't want to see him come back and see like a shadow of Nick Diaz to fucking come fight again. So that was kind of my takeaway from that. The other thing that was kind of interesting that he said was that he owed uh money to the commission from the weed suspension back in the day and that yes, he it. had to come fight cuz he owed them like 75 grand or something like that. So that was quote. Yeah. So he goes uh let's see Robbie's a great tough fighter and everything. Nick was doing
1: great, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so Nick pretty much had to take the fight, Gracie said there was a lot of things weighing in on him. What people don't know is that the commission in Vegas was still demanding their money. from. Remember the marijuana test that we didn't pass? They said, you still owe us $75,000. I think it was some insane amount. You know, it was like, what? You still have to pay it, even though it's legal now? When that happened, it wasn't, and we wanted to, so we still got it, blah, 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 blah. So they deducted it from his fight purse. He had inside the best contract in the world. I mean, am I crazy to end? Look, $75,000 is a lot of money. But in my mind, I'm going like, is it really that much for like Nick Diaz's comeback fight, which like, well, he mentions he,
2: he also mentions that uh Nick, which is kind of, you know, is known that he had like major tax problems, like he had never paid taxes his whole life. So I think the IRS fucking went back, hit him up. Then I think the commission went back and hit him up and he was like, all right, well, I got to go fight one more fight to fucking pay. Did I get it? Like, I did. Shit. I dude, I get it, Nick. I don't want to pay those taxes either. God damn it. <laughs> I think he didn't even know about him. You know, I thought he was, he was like, like what are you talking about taxes. that's <laughs> that's yeah i hear a lot of people talk about that but like <laughs> is that a whole thing anyway it's just kind of sad it's sad to go like oh all right that's fuck. that's a real fucked up injury that i don't think probably he's coming back from at this point point." and uh it's sad to go oh he was in a place where he still felt like he had to fight to like pay off these previous fines all i know is i think his brothers made real fucking good money over the fucking years so hopefully they're all uh taken care of i my
1: son, I just feel like nick diaz he's such a big brand that he should be making a lot of money but maybe it's not i don't know i mean i see him doing like seminars and things like that and appearances at yeah clubs i just and don't shit. know i don't know I, have, I he could nick diaz could be worth fucking 10 million dollars he could be in a million dollars in tax debt and both would make yeah. sense
2: yeah no yeah, exactly
1: I'm, um all right what else is going on here blah 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 george masvidal says conor mcgregor fight is the one that makes the most sense uh the one that makes the most sense is that little bitch connor masvidal told mma fighting i wouldn't mind getting a fat
2: paycheck for beating that midget's ass up i don't know if it's going to happen um yeah i mean
1: it's really up to connor right
2: connor could kind of fight whoever connor wants to fight if he wants to fight uh, you know it's hard to say uh masvidal also said that uh he thinks nate is going to stop um uh that he's going to stop uh, breathing stop when he fights Shimayev <laughs> No, he said he, he said he thinks Nate's going to stop him. I think that was probably just him trying to set up a future fight with them, but we'll see. Well, he, yeah, he's trying I mean, to uh, set up big fights all over the place. That's all he's doing.
0: The fight people want to see is Nganu, Nate Diaz. Everybody knows that the UFC needs to make that. It'll be yeah, the sure fight of do. the century. He's going to take Dude, him deep into the, the fifth round. Maybe.
1: I mean, I, Masvidal, look, uh, this might. I have a little bit of a weird issue with um that sort of like attitude of like just constantly be looking for these big giant like fucking only super fights only big money fights then uh, go just fucking start a promotion of your own like the ufc should be uh, look the ufc should be elite level guys trying to fight elite level guys trying to become champions everyone should be trying to become champion right and if you're not if that's sort of not even in the vernacular at this point and you're just going oh i want this money fight this one i'm just going like it's cool i I would love to watch connor versus masvidal but i just feel like in the and the ufc will make it a number one contender fight at 170 for no reason for no reason at all just because it's those guys involved I just don't like that. There's a little bit of fuckery going on there. And I think that, you know, when you have rankings and you have people, you know, the, the, the guiding light is trying to get that title. It keeps everyone on the straight and narrow. Everyone's making the right decisions. They fight the toughest guys that are in front of them. They want to just fucking they're, they're I also like the attitude, the old school UFC attitude of like, I don't give a fuck who's in front of me. I will fuck anybody up. Three guys in one night. doesn't matter their weight class. doesn't matter what skill set they have. That's where this sport was built off of. Not this diva. I want fucking only super fights and only mega fights. So it's a little, in my opinion, a little bit. It's anti
2: the core principles of MMA. So here's where I disagree with you. I would agree with you if Masvidal had doesn't didn't have two losses to the current champ. Because I feel like once you're in the spot where you have two losses to the current champ, You're kind of in the spot where it's like, all right, it's such a long path to get back there. And and yet you're still a top five guy and you're still a real huge name. So where do you go from there? Now, the the counter to that, to your point about like kind of uh, the history of the sport or like where the sport comes from, is that the role you would have now would be to get the next guy over. The next guy who yes. can come beat you is, you know, you you get him over. I can understand saying, yeah, I'd rather go have a ten million dollar fight than have a five hundred thousand dollar fight to get the next guy over. I can't really blame him for that. No, I can't. I can't say, and I'm not, know, bl- like, I'm not blaming him for that. Makes I'm, sense to me. I'm saying that in
1: the purest sense, it doesn't make me a fan of his. I get it. I, I think everyone understands why you'd want the Connor fight. Um, you know, also, I don't even think that's a fight that he necessarily wins. I think that's a fucking, I think that's a tough fight, dude. I think he probably wins it. You think so? I think, yeah, I, think I think, I think, I think Connor's just a little faster. It's a little faster, yeah, a little more maybe, explosive. But, I think these guys are going to go and just strike. And I, yeah, I think that uh, he
2: hits a lot harder and he's a much be- better I don't even uh, know grappler, if, I think. And, and, and as much better cards. I don't think these guys are going to grapple at all. And I don't think yeah, that, right. uh, I don't even know that he
1: hits harder than Connor. I mean, Connor hits pretty hard. And uh, I I th- that's yeah, big... I guess you're right. You might be right about that. I Connor's very, very basketball. explosive. I, I believe towards Connor. Honestly, I, I really would. I think that Masvidal. Well,
2: let's have a bet on this fight that ain't happening.
1: Ooh, maybe it'll happen one day. That's look. That's also if I'm Connor, I might want that fight. That's a big name. You know, BMF title holder. Not the worst. Um, Not the worst. That, fight. That's one it's... of the only fights I would take. I, I would take another Nate Diaz fight. I would take a Nick Diaz fight in a heartbeat. I would take. Uh, a yeah, Masvidal I don't think fight. that's going to
2: happen after this news, but yeah.
1: Um, but there's not many other people like like, honestly, when you get to the the guys who become really, really good at boxing and are really explosive and just really like technical, like guys like Poirier, they start giving Connor problems. Um, yep. You know, so yeah. Look, I I think uh, who knows what'll happen. I, I would watch that fight in a heartbeat. I get excited as we talk about it. I'm excited about it. I'm just saying, overall, as a general principle, when guys start going into that mode of oh, I only want this fight, I only want and Nate Diaz is guilty of it. Connor's guilty of it. It's a very diva esque sort of attitude. I don't know. Not- these,
2: once you become these guys, I think you almost have to accept like that's where they are. Now, I don't th- I don't know if you could say Nate Diaz is guilty of it. I, I understand what you're saying, but. Look, Nate Diaz, sh- kind of shockingly to me, his last fight was Leon Edwards, and this one is Hamzat. So he's actually fighting the absolute top guys in the welterweight division.
1: Nate but Diaz was with Conor
2: lately. Nate, something happened with Nate. He came back and was like, "Yo, I'm ready to go." Um, well, even the Pettis fight. I mean, that's the only one you could really say was like. Uh, but even that, Pettis was coming off a big knockout of Wonder Boy. It was at least plausible for him to go like, "Oh, okay, you know, they're both two lightweights who are fighting at welterweight now." Blah blah. Then it's like Masvidal, Leon Edwards, Hamzat. He's he's fighting a fucking murderer's row of yeah. these guys. You know, however you feel, Connor was fighting Dustin Poirier. Masvidal just fought Colby. I mean, I don't know. They are all fighting the fucking best guys. Basically, it's just kind of like I, I can understand. I can understand most with two losses to the champ going okay he's he's older now he's at the, it's like Okay, yeah. Do the connor fight. Yes, yeah, so you probably got of a, of You got probably got
1: two, three fights left in your career. Go make your millions in the end. I get it. I'm not. I'm not disparaging you for that. I'm just saying as a core principle. All right, Dave. Let's take a moment and thank YoCratim.com for supporting today's show. YoCratim, one of our incredible sponsors here on the network here at Yoma May Rap, the marquee sponsor for both this show and Skankfest. They really do uh, do some incredible things for us and the network and the world of comedy. But they make incredible, high quality kratom as well that you can get at really, really inexpensive prices. Sixty dollars for a kilo. Now this is for responsible adults over the age of 21 years old it's not for kids but if you guys are in the market for kratom already and you know the benefits of kratom get it from your kratom.com
2: yeah if you like kratom there's it's a no-brainer you have to get it from your kratom.com it's delivered right to your door it's the best prices it's high quality stuff if you like kratom and you don't go to your kratom.com the only explanation is that you hate us you hate you us you try, hate savings you hate you, quality. you, you you are willing to spend more money for a a lesser product just to screw us over. In which case I have to respect it in a way, but it doesn't make any sense.
1: Makes no sense. Go to yourcratom.com spend $60 on a kilo. Try it out for yourself and uh, yeah, support them because they support us. All right. Where were we? Uh, we got to go here in a second, but I wanted to just touch on this for a second. Maybe we can talk on a little on the next show a little bit more, but Jake Paul released sparring footage of him and Hasim Rahman Jr. And, uh, Uh, Jake released this footage like he was like getting Haseem Rahman Jr. Like, you know, Jake Paul's delusional. He really like Well, what is
2: it? I haven't seen this, so just explain it to me. I'll explain to you. So
1: so they spar, and I think it's five rounds, five three minute rounds. And Haseem, you know, he's. He's essentially toying with Jake. He's only fighting one-handed. You know what I'm saying? He's really, one-handed. He really is. Like he said, he's fighting only one-handed. fighting one hand. He threw maybe two to three right hands, but at it, you could tell it was like, out of just like he threw the combo by accident. Like he was just trying to wow. throw the jabs and the hooks. And, um, you know, Jake starts talking shit. or may, may, It might even be Hassim. One of them start talking shit during the fight. Like, you know, because at, at one point, Hassim's talking shit. He's like, yeah, hey, what do you, you know? Um, He's like, he, he keeps on pointing. He's like, I'm going to stand right here. And then he keeps on like kind of goading Jake on. But you could tell he's like training jake like he's like and he's, he's kind of like pulling out him, toying with him you know using head movement jake is treating it like a fight so jake's coming and he's trying to fucking knock him out with these shots and he doesn't like he is like he, jake ends up landing more slightly in like the sparring session but you're talking about like like so slightly like it, it would even be debatable who landed. You, got, you have some of the uh the you know is this the highlights or yeah, just the four minute hypercut i was talking about Okay, oh, you can put some of it on. Well, just turn the volume down. We'll talk about it while we watch it.
2: All right, let me see because I have not seen any of this yet.
1: Yeah, so you'll see. You yeah, guys he's, can see uh, It's a little bit choppy, but it's fine. Make it look nice and post. Um, so you see, I mean, he's left, left, left. You know, he yeah, threw it right there. And they wouldn't allow him to switch stance. They wouldn't allow him to fight lefty, which I guess he he's he fights switch stance. Or switches his stance during the fight. <clears throat> See, I mean, Jake ends up landing some some decent shots, but I mean, it's like a fucking like a rich kid who's like after the fight's over, he's like he got his hands up, he jumps up on the ropes, he's like, you got fucking how does that feel? You got looking look like a bitch. And Rockman's like, "What are you fucking talking about, bro?" He's like, "You, I'm handicapped. How are you gonna brag <sighs> and talk shit when yeah. you're fighting a handicapped fighter?" um it was just sort of and then rockman starts getting pissed off at the end of it and he was like you know tries to like fight him so he's like let's take the gloves off or something um but overall I, I looked at this and i was like oh dude if rockman was really able to fucking throw those punches like look he's literally just using head movement he's just trying to give him looks
2: right um, right right
1: which so i guess no it does like, it
2: does look like he's like the pro in there
1: yeah uh, I mean, Jake still looks good. I think, dude. I think Jake's a good boxer. I don't think Jake is at the level. You see, even in this, with like, yeah. I mean, Rockman's got a good jab too. He's long, much longer fighter. Um, but I mean, Jake's landing on him. Jake's doing a good job, but it's just very like, kind of like childish. If if somebody's if you're bringing a pro into spar with you, um, you're not like you're not like treating it like that. You're supposed to be like looking at it as like they're helping you and they're working yeah, with you yeah. to like, you know, so, but a- after watching this, I really think that Rockman would have fucking killed him.
2: Yeah, probably. Probably. Oh nope. yeah. We'll never but now, know now I guess
1: that uh, KSI and, um, and Jake Paul have been going at it as well. KSI is another YouTuber. Um, and I guess, KSI was like he offered to fight Jake Paul. He was like fight me at Wembley Stadium, winner takes all. And KSI has got a massive following in England, like yeah, huge. I mean, yeah. he's like a huge YouTuber, like a really, really big. um I think if those two guys fought, it would just be a you know huge spectacle. And uh yeah, Jake Paul said, "I will fight you." He was like, "If you admit that I'm a better boxer,"
0: <laughs> so he's like, i are
1: a better boxer right now." And then KSI was like, "You're a better boxer right now. Let's set it up." So Jeez. we'll see, oh, you right. know, uh, but I will say if you look okay. at I watch KSI hit a heavy bag a little bit just because he's he's got a fight coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, he doesn't look
2: as good as Jake.
1: He doesn't. Yeah, he's a little bit a little stuck in the mud.
2: Um, well, we'll see. We'll have to see. It, it'll be interesting to see what the next fight ends up being. It's kind of I don't know. It's hard for me to take it too seriously when this whole thing fell apart. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah, find a boxer. It's also so it's also silly. Boxers. find one.
1: Find it's one a, and fight you. They're silly fights. It's not like, you know, yeah. it's still not yet real. It's yeah, still like when exactly. he, when when Jake Paul is having a conversation with another YouTuber about doing a big fight. There's there's a mental thing there where I go. You're not you know, I'm just like, I, like for me, I'm a, as a comedian. I don't really do bar shows anymore. I just don't go do yep. guest spots at bars. I just don't do it because not that there's anything you have to do that as you're coming up as a comedian. You, you're supposed to do it. you're supposed to do it a lot. Right. I'm just in a place where I'm just not going to fucking drive into the city for a free 10 minute spot at some bar. I'm beyond that I, and I'm and honestly I want to sell myself as being beyond that as well. Like that's not really th- what I'm trying to like do. Um and I think Jake needs to start selling himself as a pro if we, he wants to respect as a pro. The the Hassan Rahman Jr fight was a real pro dude. He was coming in and fighting a guy who was um, who had a name, you know, not obviously not a huge name, but enough of a name and enough respects in the boxing community that people were like, oh, shit, Jake's taking a real fight. And I think people were really excited and people were starting to have respect because Jake was going to take this fight. And if Jake won that fight, he, in my opinion, had garnered enough, um, would have garnered enough respect in the boxing community to just be looked at as like, Jake Paul's a boxer, like, fuck all this other shit. Now he's fighting boxers. He's yep. winning against real boxers. Um, and it fell apart. It didn't happen for whatever mysterious reasons, right? And um, at this point, I feel like Jake Paul shifted down. Now he's talking about fighting fucking. And, and by the way, I don't even look at when Logan Paul fought Mayweather. I don't think of that as even like respectable. Like, like Mayweather wasn't really fighting you. Mayweather was he's taking a fucking exhibition and, and yeah, showing no, it's off. It's just not. Like,
2: it's just not the same thing. It's no, just not. You got like, it this was much point, more of a
1: real fight. Like this was a real fight. A guy who's yes, like we've been saying
2: for a long time. At a certain point, you got to fight a real boxer. You got to actually have a real professional fight with the boxer, not a fucking not a, an exhibition against a Hall of Famer who is like 40 pounds lighter than you, like his brother did. You got to have a real fight against a real boxer. So when he sets that up, I'll be interested to see how it happens. All right. Let's wrap this one up.
1: Shout out YoKratom.com for supporting today's
2: show. YoKratom.com. Love those guys.
1: And uh, we will be back next week. Normal time back in studio. You may rap. All right. Peace.
2: Oh my God! Yeah, yeah.